Thank you for downloading Rabbi Levi Cooper's A Shot of Torah, a podcast series from the Pardes Institute of Jewish Studies. Levi offers people all over the world Hasidic content for download at elmod.pardes.org. If you also want to join Levy's monthly Hasidic Lore Series newsletter, please visit the link included in the description of this podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast and want to hear more, subscribe at elmod.pardes.org. This is Levy Cooper coming to you from Tzur Hadassah. In these corona times, I know that we're all faced with challenges on many fronts. Health, social, economic, and more. As a community rabbi, I find myself at the local forefront of the halachic challenges. Scenarios that I never dreamed of. Halachic questions that I had never considered are coming across my desk. To be sure... I don't have to make these decisions on my own. Many rabbinic leaders are grappling with the very same questions. And the truth is, I'm in the fortunate situation that thanks to modern media, I can consult senior and more learned rabbis before making a decision. I also have great people in the community here in Sur Hadassah that I can share my thoughts with before issuing directives to our community. Nonetheless, the local decision, I feel, rests on my shoulders. And it's ultimately my responsibility and I have to be able to defend the decisions that we make. And sometimes I don't have sufficient time to properly check into the matter, as I will share with you in this podcast. Now, the government here in Israel recently decided that we're allowed to gather for minyanim, for prayer quorums. Now, this was very exciting for us. The government decided that this could be done under certain conditions. We could only gather outside, only 19 people in each minyan. We all have to wear a mask and we have to keep physical distance between each person who is there. Now, it was clear to me, as I've explained to you in my previous podcasts, that our community here in Suradasa would fully respect the government guidelines. These guidelines were issued on a Sunday. So the first time we had Shacharit was on Monday morning. Now, it was very challenging to suddenly open Shacharit within a day, according to these guidelines. And the matter was all the more complex because on Monday, as you know, we have Torah reading. Now, we decided that what we would do would be that we'd have one reader. Now, that's normally what we have. We have one reader and we call up different people for each of the aliyot. Well, we couldn't call people up for aliyot and have them stand next to the reader. So I decided that the reader would receive all the aliyot. I remembered the Gemara in Masechet Megillah, that in the old system, the Torah reader would recite a bracha at the beginning of the reading. Then they would read the entire section, 
and a bracha at the end of the reading. That, that situation, that practice, that was changed. And rather, each reader, each person who had an aliyah would recite a blessing, and that was in consideration of people who might, be, might come in late or leave early, so they still get the blessing at the beginning and at the end of the reader of the reading. The Tosefta adds that if there's only one reader, then the reading should still be divided. The Tosefta uses the following language: Omed vekore v'yoshev, Omed vekore v'yoshev, Omed vekore v'yoshev. A person stands up, reads, sits down. Again, stands up, reads, and sits down. And indeed, in Shulchan Aruch, the Rabbi Yosef Karo codifies this law, and he writes that if there is only one reader, that reader recites the blessing, reads, recites the blessing, and then does that entire process again. Other authorities today said similar things. Rabbi Osher Weiss, the Sephardi chief rabbi, Rabbi Yitzchak Yosef, they also wrote that this is what should be done. So perhaps it's needless to say, after that first reading, we quickly corrected and changed the system. Rather than doing what the Talmud originally says, we had the reader read, recite the blessing, and when he read again, recite the blessing again, rather than a blessing at the beginning and a blessing at the end of the entire reading. But as Shabbat approached, I realized that there was another challenge in store for me. A father and son were scheduled to read. Now, the halacha is that normally speaking, a father and son or two brothers do not have an aliyah, are not called to the Torah consecutively. And that's because of Eina Bisha, or an Ain Hara, an evil eye. It just doesn't look right that close family members should have consecutive aliyot. People might wonder to themselves, is it really fair to honor one family multiple times and me or someone else not at all? And therefore, under regular circumstances, we don't call up a father and a son for consecutive aliyot. And yet, here in Sur Hadassah, we had scheduled that a father and son were going to be reading the Torah. And that posed a slight problem. Now, in this case, I did have time to prepare. And I noticed that the Shulchan Aruch describes this as an ideal situation. Meaning that in less than ideal circumstances, and my dear friends, we all know that we're in, in less than ideal circumstances at the moment. In ideal circumstances, family should not have consecutive aliyot. But when we're in less than ideal circumstances, certainly we can allow family members to have consecutive aliyot. And here too, senior rabbis related to the issue and they said similar things and that family could have consecutive aliyot in order to avoid 
calling someone else up to stand next to the reader. I checked with the two readers, the father and the son, and they were all right with it. And then I announced to my community that we would depart from the normal practice. Father and son would have consecutive aliyot. And I added that we would leave it up to God to protect us from Ein Abisha, from the Ein Hara, from the evil eye. As a postscript, ironically, on Shabbat, it rained and we couldn't even take out the Torah to read anyway. But don't worry, it's not as if my preparation was all for naught because the following week, one person was scheduled to read and he was, he came to the service together with his son. Both of them were part of the 19. So we gave him an aliyah and then we gave his son an aliyah and we repeated the process. And the reason we alternated was so that it wouldn't be the same person reciting the blessing consecutively. We did something else. In between each aliyah, we had a small little break. One time we said the prayer for the ill. Another time we added a special mishaberach for someone in our community who just had a baby boy. And a third time we said a prayer, kelmale rachamim, for someone who had yortzeit, who had the memorial day for his father's passing. Let me just conclude, my friends. I know that there are much bigger challenges out there that we are all facing at this time. But I hope that I've been able to share with you one of the smaller challenges and the perspective of a local community rabbi. That's all for now. Until the next time, to the Beat Midrash! Thank you for downloading Rabbi Levi Cooper's A Shot of Torah, a podcast series from the Pardes Institute of Jewish Studies. If you enjoyed what you just heard, please give us a five-star review at iTunes or wherever you download your podcast today. We appreciate your feedback and look forward to having you listen again at elmod.pardes.org.